I've taken bits and pieces of how the people that I've lost have cared about people and how they carried themselves in their lives and kind of morphed it into how I've started to carry out my life. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hi guys. This is CS, and today I have a very special guest who I cannot wait to introduce you guys to. It is my little cousin, Ty- little, my, well, yeah, my baby cousin, Tyler, although he is 23 now. 23, Is that right, yep. Tyler? Yeah. Ah. Um, so he's 23 now, but as a teenager... Uh, Tyler experienced more tragedies than I believe most people do in a lifetime and and then into his 20s as well. So I just know that he's going to inspire so many people. And it's, yes, really rough things, bad things, horrible things happen to Tyler. Um, but his outlook on life and just where he is today is very inspirational to me. And so I thought, I I have to get him on here. So I just want to quickly take the listeners through kind of what happened. And if you have been tuning in for a while, then you know a little bit about my family and my story, but this will cover that too. So when Tyler was 17 in 2014, he lost his brother, Zach, whom he was very, 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 very close to, to a drug overdose, my cousin, his brother. And then one week later, my sister, Tyler's cousin, was killed in a murder-suicide. A month after that, Tyler lost a very good friend to suicide. And then a a short time ago, has it been a year? Yeah, just a little over a year. A little over a year ago, one of Zachary's best friends who adopted Tyler, well, was always close with Tyler, but adopted Tyler, so to speak, as a little brother figure kind of stepping in for Zach was killed in a car accident. And then, I mean, just there's a little bit more behind this, but that's a lot for someone as young as Tyler to handle. And I mean, I can't imagine all of those things happening to me over a lifetime, let alone in such a short period of time, right? When you're ready to be going to college and then when you're in college. So I would like to start this conversation by just having you describe, Tyler, a little bit about Zach. Tell us about Zach and and what he was like. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, textbook big brother, um, you know, from from day one. So um, just four years older than me. Um, We grew up and, uh, you know, just we did the typical, uh, you know, brotherly thing. Um, You know, we we got along great. You know, we, we fought growing up every now and then just like, you know, brothers do. And, you know, deep down, we, we loved each other more than we could put into words. So growing up with him being four years older than me, not like a huge age difference by any means. But then when I got closer to like my, my teenager years is when we started to get really, really close and um, kind of develop our, our brotherhood to a, 
kind of a whole new level. Um, we had some stuff that we dealt with on, on our, in our family and that ultimately brought us closer as well. But he was, I mean, my best friend, like you mentioned, we were extremely close and, you know, with, with everything that happened there, it was, you know, obviously probably the most traumatic, um, experience I've had to deal with and still deal with to this day. But, um, like I said, just, you know, typical big brother that cared about me so much and, uh, it was definitely reciprocated. So I, uh, I feel like I definitely lucked out being able to, uh, be under his wing for as long as I was. Absolutely. You guys had a, a really close relationship and, I'm so lucky to be following him still on Instagram. I kind of went into a rabbit hole recently. I told your mom, but he he loved you so much and your little brother Cooper. Mm-hmm. Who uh, that's a whole that's a whole another episode right there, but sure. um you know, when you say in going into your teenage years you guys were getting close and then as close as you would ever be, that is obviously a little bit um it's a good good thing to go out on that note because you'll never regret anything. But did you guys talk about your future at that age? Did you make plans for your future, have dreams, talk about that? Well, we, I mean, to an extent, yeah, I would say so. Um, I think one thing with Zach, he was a, I mean, he was a people person and a, and a people pleaser. He loved to be the life of the party and, you know, center of attention, which was easy for him. Everyone kind of gravitated towards him. But um, with that being said, you know, I think he did spend more time basically trying to please everyone else opposed to deciding what was best for him in his future. You know, I, I still don't think he really knew what he wanted to do. And I think a lot of people would kind of back that up. I knew, you know, closer when he was closer to when he passed away, he was kind of leaning towards joining the fire department which, you know, would have been a huge accomplishment, you know, with him being a a big people person, I think would have, you know, suited him pretty, pretty darn well. I have to agree. I think he would have been awesome at that for sure. Okay. Can you take us back to July, 2014, July 19th to be exact and talk me through, even though I know, but just from your perspective and for our audience, what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Well, July 2014, Zach had recently come home from, well, obviously it was summertime, but that spring he had come home from Ball State. Um, He'd actually gotten a DUI and just decided to take some time off of school and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of work some things out and and figure out kind of what, what the next step was for him. He was kind of upset with himself and kind of embarrassed that, you know, that had happened and, he just felt it was best for him to come home. So um, he did, he came home and that's when, I mean, thinking about it now, I'm, I'm so grateful for that because we got to spend so much time together when he came home, you know, cause he was at school full time. But then when, when all that happened, he was back home and yeah, we spent all the time together. And then, yeah, so here, here comes summer. One of his buddies that he was pretty good friends with had been out of town playing baseball actually and he was coming to town for the first time in a while they were all really excited to go you know see him and see how he was doing and they all went out to uh some friend's house in broad ripple 
Um, and then they, you know, went out to the bars and, you know, somewhere in between those lines, they had, you know, been doing, you know, some drugs in there, which, you know, obviously won't lead to anything good. But then, you know, towards the end of the night, he had kind of come in contact with something that wasn't necessarily what I guess what he thought it was, whatever drug it was that he had taken had actually had a, a dose of fentanyl, which is pretty lethal, which had actually, you know, caused his death. He had passed away in his sleep and wasn't found until the next morning. I know that this is kind of a, you know, it's been almost six years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't ask me this very often. And so if no one has asked you this, then I hope this isn't too tough of a question. But do you remember when you found out, like how you felt, how that made you feel? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I actually think about it quite, quite often, because from that point on, when I first found out was when uh, I mean, I went from like that point of time for like a week and I don't really remember anything which I'm sure, you know, some people that are going through traumatic events that kind of similar, but I really don't remember a ton. I, I feel like I was kind of, you know, living in an outer body type experience. Like I, I don't really remember, but um, yeah, I remember that unfortunately very, very vividly. I had actually, um, so the, the night that he went out, I had uh, been with him. We were hanging out a little bit and he, I actually had to, I had helped him shave his neck. He was getting ready to go out. And then, you know, we shook up um, and then he left. And then that next morning I had to work. I worked at crew car wash. So I had to work that morning at like 6, 6 a.m., something crazy like that. And when I got home, I fell asleep. And then I woke up to like large or loud shouting. Um, and I thought it was Zach. And actually my friend David, who we're going to talk about here soon, I thought it was them two just kind of yelling and and goofing off. So I just kind of brushed it off and, you know, fell back asleep. And the yelling kind of persisted for a few more minutes. And eventually I got up and the, the first thing I saw was my dad coming up the stairs, like weeping. And the way that our, our living room was set up, it was, you could see the living room, um, from the upstairs over, overseeing the balcony. And there's two police officers down there. And when my dad came running up, like weeping, I was like, what is going on? I was already a little disoriented, just waking up from a nap. And he just said, Zachary's dad. I just was in disbelief. You know, it's it's like, what do you mean? Like, how, when, where, what? And there's two police officers in my house. And yeah, from, from that point, I don't really remember anything from, gosh, I don't even know. From that point on until you know, everything that happened with Shannon, it was just so, so much stuff one after another that I just feel kind of like that chunk of my life is kind of a blur. I mean, you didn't even have time to begin grieving before our family was faced with, with Shannon's death. And then a month later, you lose a friend to suicide. How do you feel like someone so young can get through something so, so horrific, boom, 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 in just three months. I mean, looking back, how did you get through that? I mean, there's no, obviously there's no textbook or or anything like that for grief. 
Um, unfortunately, you know, everyone kind of handles it differently. You know, this sounds so cliche, but I really think my family and friends and things like that were the ones that really helped me out. You know, I didn't really have a plan um, up until that happened. I, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. Um, I really didn't want to go to college. You know, I, I had actually thought about just joining the army after high school. But after all that happened, I, it, I don't know, just something switched and went to college. And But I, I don't really know what family and friends having that was a huge blessing that were, you know, able to help me get through it. And with a lot of my friends, you know, growing up on the east side, a lot of us were really close. Um, a lot of my friends were really good friends with Zach also. And that helped a lot. You know, a lot of people were around to help keep his memory alive. And, um, you know, we did, uh, you know, the 5K walk in Zach's name. And we did, you know, lantern send-offs and things like that just to honor him and, you know, remember him were extremely helpful. I think sometimes some people, when they lose someone very special to them, they'll kind of crawl into a dark spot in terms of trying to isolate it, opposed to me and my family, we kind of embraced his death and, and celebrated the memories that we did have together. I think that's a lot of what helped me get through. Okay, so you you said that you didn't really want to go to college, and then you went. Do you remember being caught up in between the end of high school and going to college and having moments of hatred? I mean, I, I, yes, absolutely. Which I think is, you know, I, I, I know there are like books on like different kinds of grief and, and things like that, the steps of grief. And, you know, I know that blame and, um, you know, hatred and, you know, things like that are definitely pretty big, uh, pretty big symptoms of grief. Um, but I, I definitely did get pretty mad for, for quite some time. I was, you know, angry at God. I was angry at Zach. You know, I was, I was, mad at a lot of things. I was mad at myself because I, I felt maybe, you know, I, I maybe could have helped him through whatever it was that he was dealing with at that time. And a lot of things, yes, I was mad at, but ultimately, um, you know, looking back on it now, it's, you know, it's it's typically normal for, for hatred and, you know, blame to, to pop up. But it's I guess it's easier to push those off once you've kind of gone through the next phases of grief. What do you think going to college did for you in terms of maybe not healing, but y your path of healing? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't imagine what I would be doing right now, to be honest, if I hadn't gone to college. I don't really know. That was definitely going to college has been one of the best things that's happened to me. Um, you know, with that, when everything happened, I was going into my senior year of high school and I didn't have good enough grades to get into college, really. You know, I, I didn't really try all that hard in, in high school. And, you know, I like to goof off and I like to hang out with my friends. And, you know, I didn't really have the best grades. But then, you know, after everything happened, like I said, a switch kind of just flipped and, you know, I kind of got in gear and was able to get my grades up and spend a semester at home at Ivy Tech. And then, get to uh, get to transfer to Ball State. Going to Ball State, I knew people there, but I didn't know them really. Like they weren't like my close friends by any means. And kind of being able to like have like a fresh start and, you know, kind of express this new me that had changed after everything that had happened, I was, you know, totally different. And, you know, being able to express that without any judgment or, 
you know, anyone else really knowing me prior, you know, that definitely helped me kind of develop into my own person and, you know, grieve, you know, the way that I think was the most organic. I love that. Did you feel like going away to college was a chance to become a new person? And, and then when you're, when you're there, even though the lesson that we all learned from, from Zach's death is a a hard lesson and, and you're dealing with, you know, partying in college, like, how do you stay on the right path? I mean, you just, you said it yourself, you know, dealing with things firsthand like that, you, you kind of get to see real quick what, you know, what could happen and, um, you know, the, the consequences to, you know, playing and, you know, getting, getting like that. So it, you know, with, with everything in college, obviously being away, being able to become my own person did allow me to kind of forge my own, I guess, opinions and, and way of life that kind of led me away from things like that. But, you know, you, you're you in college and, you know, I, I did learn a lot about myself, but, you know, obviously with everything going on in college, you are changing and you do kind of become a different version of yourself because, you know, you're not living at home anymore and, you know, you're not necessarily taken care of all the time. Um, and you kind of just morph into your own person and, um, you know, with everything that happened, I felt like I learned some some pretty valuable, you know, life lessons that would kind of steer me in a better direction. I remember texting you um, before you graduated. A recent graduate from Ball State was my Uber driver, and I I thought there's no chance. He said he went to Ball State. Of course, I I got to know enough about him to know that. And I'm like, by any chance? And he just went crazy because you are really good at tell our audience. What do you do to entertain people? I am a DJ. <laughs> I am a DJ. Yep. <laughs> a good one. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So fun. I, I feel like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but anything you pick up like that, that's, that's just fun. It's, it's a, it's a distraction, but it's also, it's a way to release pain too. You know, you can express yeah. grief by doing things that make you happy, what coping mechanisms would you say have helped you through all this? Yeah, um, definitely music. I, I think music and exploring different genres of music have, has kind of been a rock that I've leaned on quite a bit. You know, going to concerts with friends and, you know, like I said, coming into Ball State, I didn't really know a ton of people, but I somehow managed to get in with a group of people that like the same music as me, this electro- like EDM, like electronic dance music. And this kind of heavy sort of, you know, music that not everyone would like. And we would go to concerts and music festivals and, you know, do all this fun stuff. And, you know, that was a great way to kind of branch out and, you know, experience new things and, you know, kind of add to my lifestyle that things that I didn't necessarily do before. It just kind of brought broadened my spectrum, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So music definitely been one of the big things that has helped me get through it and then DJing as well like like you mentioned so um, I got to DJ quite a bit up at a couple of bars in uh, in Muncie and meet a ton of people doing that it was a ton of fun and getting to do a couple of, of pretty decent sized shows as well and um, you know things like that you know getting being able to express myself in different in different ways has definitely been a good uh, coping mechanism. Do you feel like it would be helpful for someone else who might be listening, who is grieving and doesn't really know the textbook right way is what would you say to them if maybe, maybe music is something that they could try, but 
what would you say to someone who really doesn't know the right way to grieve? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing that I could say for someone, you know, not necessarily having the best outlet for grief is to keep an open mind, um, you know, try new things, maybe try a, a cooking class or, um, you know, like a, like a ceramics or, you know, sculpting or take guitar lessons or piano lessons, or, you know, it doesn't have to be anything with art, join a book club or, you know, something like that. Be open to things and, you know, do what you love and, you know, eventually you will find a pretty good outlet and you will probably rely on that pretty heavily. But um, no, being being open minded and open to new experiences has definitely been, you know, kind of what has gotten me through quite a bit of the of the things that I've had to deal with. I love that. I love that so much. I like <laughs> I want to take a cooking class. My family needs for me to for sure. <laughs> um, I, I want to to um, just quickly talk a little bit about David just Mm -hmm. because I know that that was very, very hard for you. So here you are, and it had been almost five years of getting through stuff and missing Zach, but, you know, living for him and, and then there's David there for you. And then you lose him too. What were you feeling and how do you feel like you came back from that that one hit way just a lot differently than a lot of other stuff because I had been doing so well for for quite some time and you know coming up on five-year anniversary of of Zach and Shannon and um, my other friend Dobbs that passed away Um, you know I I had been in probably the best spot I'd been in since you know all that stuff had happened and you know kind of you touch on a little bit David did fill a big void that Zach left, um, you know, a, a void that could never truly be filled, but it was as close as possible. And he, I mean, he really took me under his wing and he would stop by my mom's and, you know, he would bring her flowers just whenever, you know, just on a, on a randomly. And, you know, he'd, whenever I was home from college, we would always, always hang out. You know, that's one of the first things that, that I would do when I was home. Every time I would come home, we would go and we would meet up and, um, you know, we did a lot together. So he, he really did a great job of, of filling, you know, some, some pretty big shoes that um, I needed filled. And when I found that out, I had actually been home for Easter and was actually getting ready to go meet some friends. And then I got a call that David was in a car accident, but it wasn't, you know, anything too bad. So it's like, okay, well, you know, obviously I hope he's okay, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get dressed and ready and go. Stop, I'm going to stop by the hospital, just say what's up to him. And, you know, then I'm going to go about my night. And then, you know, I get dressed and I'm getting ready to head out the door. And, you know, people are saying it's a little more serious than, you know, we had anticipated. And so I'm a little freaked out at that point. And, you know, we, we keep getting calls on the way to the hospital. My mom and I, she came with me, she heard, and we'd kind of learned that it was actually a very, very, very severe car accident. And, you know, we got to the hospital and, you know, we, we were there for, I would say about an hour before they came down and announced that he'd passed away. And I was just in disbelief because I had actually been, we had been Snapchatting that day back and forth. 
you know, we had been talking that like eight hours before that we were, you know, talking to each other. And, you know, to hear that, I was like, you like, there's no way like that. That can't be true. Like, there's no way. And I, I I don't know, I kind of just broke down. And, you know, I've been dealing with that pretty, pretty hard. Um, It's, it's really been, you know, with his one year anniversary, um, just a couple of weeks ago, really has been taking a toll on me, um, you know, with everything going on, because he was such an important person in my life and played such a big role in my well-being and I'll forever be grateful for everything that he did for me and you know to see that happen and you know everything like that it was just you know unbelievable that you know the person after my big brother had died the person that had kind of filled the shoes of him also passed away almost five years later and you know it was just a huge blow to the stomach and you know, still is, and still trying to catch my breath from it, but, yeah. Well, I don't even know if you know that I got to have lunch with his sister, Rachel, this past fall. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think it was more like breakfast, but um, she's obviously darling, like Mm -hmm. the sweetest, cutest, Um, but it is not a fun club to be in the club that we are in having lost siblings but one of the things and there are lots of of positives and negatives but one of the things is the connection and then being able to just talk about it and just remember them has been so helpful for me and and I know I mean you're just such a positive happy outgoing great guy I know and I know from what I know about David he was like that to everybody yeah Yeah, big time like and I just I I was on the one hand thankful that Zach didn't have to suffer that loss when I heard about it and then after meeting Rachel and 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 now thinking just more about what you and, and your mom and obviously his family and friends all went through it's like but he went out on a high note too because he was doing such great things and he was just so positive and he left such a great mark on this world yeah no he absolutely did he you know just gotten an ifd um indianapolis fire department which was one of his dreams and um you know he was just shy of finishing grad he was just shy of graduating he'd gone through almost the whole program and was about to graduate when everything happened. And, you know, like you said, he had, he had done great things and, you know, his personal life and, and, you know, everything like that. He was, he was a great guy. He was extremely contagious in terms of happiness. And um, yeah, you know, everything that happened there was, uh, you know, we, our families had known David for, geez, since he was a little kid. And, you know, I, I obviously got pretty close with him when him and Zach started hanging out quite a bit. Um, but I know when Zach would, when we would be at my, uh, house and Zach would be there, David would come over. A lot of the times me and David would just hang out. Like Zach would like maybe go do something or go up and see his friends up in Geist or whatever, go wherever. And David would just stay and we would hang out and like for hours. And, you know, we, like, we were super close and, you know, like I said, we were like, we were really close before even Zach passed away. So, um, you know, with that, 
kind of it, it, it did come full circle when you know David kind of stepped in to that role you know and then with with him passing away it just kind of like wow like it's hard to swallow and it's hard to understand and you know you you do get mad and it, it's just a lot to to deal with for sure but um no he had quite a bit of goals that he was on his way to achieving and you know everyone was so proud of him he was truly was like the king of the east side like everyone says like he uh grew up in Irvington and you know just kind of everyone knew him everyone knew him for sure yeah if you aren't from Indianapolis all these places that Tyler's talking about Prouderville, Geist, Irvington when you come visit this glorious town you can just <laughs> hop around to all these places we'll give you a map there's yeah. some pretty and get your car washed too my niece Allie works at uh crew now did you know that I did know that actually I saw uh <laughs> I saw that on social media I was like all right let's go oh yeah oh yeah yeah she's so cute in her little outfit <laughs> I love it um it's a great job so, it, yeah it's a great job um but so I feel like when when someone as <laughs> such as yourself and as young as you are goes through such hard things at such a young age, you might not even realize how strong you became or have become. But what do you feel like these tragedies have taught you about who you are? That's a good question. I mean, if I had to say, I mean, everything that's happened to me in my life, I, I try and see the gr- the deeper meaning for, for everything in life. And some things are harder to swallow than other, but it, it really has made me my best version of myself. You know, like I mentioned to you earlier, I, I didn't really have the best plan and I didn't have a- any plan, um, really. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that if I hadn't kind of gone through what I'd gone through, I wouldn't necessarily have gone to you know, gotten to where I am now, for example. So I guess the biggest thing that has helped me learn is, like you said, like everything that's happened to me has helped me learn everything about myself and, you know, kind of what what I'm capable of doing and what I'm capable of handling and, you know, different, just different strategies and kind of forced me to grow up a lot quicker than I had planned on. But I am grateful for, you know, where I am today. You know, I, I wish it didn't have to you know go through those things to kind of have to do that but you know like I said seeing the deeper meaning and things like that definitely helps to see well there's so many roads that I could go down with you and and I mean I remember when you were so tiny and Zachary must have been about four and a half and we were in a gym watching somebody in between us play something and your bleach blonde hair and and the contrast of you and Zachary but the features that you share too and that Mm -hmm. make you obviously brothers um I I just I love I love that and then I think that Cooper resembles both of you in a weird way too so it's kind of like a unification of the two of you (laughs) yeah so I mean, I I love that that you have Cooper. I know that yeah. you know growing up wasn't always easy for you, and and then adding Cooper to the mix was definitely a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So now you get to be to Cooper who Zach was to you, so that's really cool, right? 
Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I, you know, I try and basically leave that same footprint for him and, you know, try and keep Zach's memory alive with him so that he knows how much, you know, Zach loved him and show him videos of him and Zach together and, you know, things like that. And, you know, being able to be a big brother to him is, has been a huge blessing. How, how do you feel like moving forward after everything that has happened to you, but but respecting and remembering, especially Zachary, but everybody who you've lost um, and keeping their memory alive, how do you feel like, is that hard to respect who you are becoming and do that at the same time? Or is that something that just comes naturally to you? I think that because of everything that has happened to me, I've taken bits and pieces of how the people that I've lost have cared about people and how they carried themselves in their lives and kind of morphed it into how I've started to carry out my life. You know, every everything that has happened with, you know, with Zach passing away and Shannon and my friend Dobbs and, you know, David, I've, I've tried to, I think I've acquired bits and pieces of, of their personalities and their, um, you know, their charisma that has allowed me to kind of take that and, and continue to walk with it. And I, you know, I do my best to stay strong because I want to, you know, remember and honor those people that we've lost. And, you know, I think with me carrying bits and pieces of, you know, their, their attitudes and, and their uh, personalities and traits, I, I think that's, in my eyes, a good way to kind of carry on their legacies. Oh my gosh, the coolest, the that's like one of the coolest things I think I've ever heard. Seriously. <laughs> that's so cool. And I, you know, anything can happen at any given time. I mean, this entire conversation is proof sure. of that. Um, we, we take things for granted. We take people for granted, but if you can leave a, if you, if I die, if, if someone adopts something that I said here and there along the way that helps shape them into a better person, like that is worth something and it's worth a lot. So I feel like that is the best way you could honor anybody and everybody. And I know that Zachary is so, so proud of you. And I know that your mom leans on you, my aunt Kelly. So um, Tyler and I's moms are sisters and there are six of them, um, four of them still living and they are a crazy bunch <laughs> of sisters. Yeah. But, but, um, <laughs> but I think that even though we were all hit so hard, so quickly, it's, it's just, it's so nice to have each other to lean on and to, to be able to know that it's, it's okay if you're not okay. And, and that's fine as long as you can not bury yourself in that hole or that dark place. And, and because that's not what they, the people who have left would want for us. So, um, yeah. I, I would just like to, to end this with just one question, one more question, one final question. Sure. And, and before that, quick shout out to your darling girlfriend, Molly. <laughs> I love her. She's pretty darling. <laughs> and so if she's listening to this, I, she's just <laughs> darling. I love her so much. But okay, if Zach could hear you right now, which I believe that he can, and I know that you believe that too, what what would you like to say to him? Oh, I mean, if I could say, I would just let him know that 
a lot of the things that have gotten to me to where I am now, I'm, I'm trying to do for him and, you know, trying to, trying to get things, trying to live my best life for him, you know, um, experience all the things that he didn't get to. And that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of my life that I'm living is, is through him and, and for him. And I think he knows that, but I, I just would like to reassure that, you know, I'm going to go out of my way and do everything possible that he wasn't necessarily able to do. I know that he knows that. I think that part of what makes you so amazing is that I can honestly, I can see it in you that you, you do, you do it for you, but you do it to keep his memory alive too. And, and that is just the coolest thing ever. I'm so thankful for you taking the time to talk to me. I feel like there are a lot of people out there who are dealing with hard things and don't know where to go from there. And, and knowing that you were hit so quickly, so hard and are sitting here looking at me virtually on a computer screen and, and, (laughs) and upbeat and able to talk about how these hard things have helped turn you into the quote, best version of yourself. That means, that means something to someone listening. So I thank you for that. And I know that CB is going to love what you just said about music because we <laughs> recorded an episode earlier today to release so- really soon. And um, it was like a questions back and forth. And that music is the thing that gets her through life. Oh, awesome. And so she's going to love it. Yeah, I love that. I know. That's well, awesome. Tyler, you are just a shining star, a shining blonde <laughs> star who I love dearly. And I'm so thankful for you sharing all of this. What's sometimes not always the easiest to share. So yeah. thank you for being here with us. Well, I really appreciate you giving me the, uh, the opportunity to, uh, you know, get on here and talk, you know, it, it is very helpful to me as well. So, you know, I, I hope that, I, I know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I hope this does help someone, but, um, you know, it's very helpful to me as well. So I really appreciate it. Well, Tyler, even if it doesn't help anyone, the fact that you just said that, that that does it for me. So that is all <laughs> all that matters. But um, thanks to everybody listening. I'm going to post a picture of Tyler and I'll post a picture. I'll post a really good one of you and Zach when you're little. And Sounds just kind of give give a little background and share a little bit more about Tyler. So check out the show notes and don't forget to, you know, go to everykind.com, score to the bottom, tell us something good. Tyler always has something good to share, even though he's been through what he's been through. So we can all find it, find something good in our lives too. I just know it. <laughs>